Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. Brian Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. When you're looking for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to The Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. Yeah. I love my HBCU And boy, boy I love it, love it yeah. I love it, love it yeah. I love my HBCU And man yeah. I hope my team they won one yeah. I hope my team they won one yeah. man. I hope my team they won one yeah. I hope my team they won one yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab To see if my team won a loss If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth But if they won, she tab uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talking Mike about. and Charles, they know what they be talking about. Talking they can press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team if they want a loss. Yeah. Yeah. So listen to Professor uh, Yes Sir, yes, and sir. pay attention because yes, he gon' teach a lesson. Yes. This is Doctorville inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Mike Washington and Charles Bishop are both out on assignment, but we got countdown to 400, so we're going to proceed with 399, and we have none other than Brian Fulford in the building. We will have A.D. Drew uh, joining as well. So we have our adjunct professor and uh, professors coming in to join us as well as A.D. Drew as he'll come in as a assistant professor tenure track as we promoted him to i gave him last year that it got approved by the provost office so he, he's moving on up in terms of his academic pedigree there brian yeah I, i've i've got to get down on this uh academic track uh doc i've uh <laughs> I'm, I'm falling behind on some hours i got plenty of time this summer i gotta get started i like it i like it so welcome to episode 399 inside the hbc sports lab radio show and podcast the show that's covering the sporting HBCU dashboard. 
all things HBCU sports. We're institutions large and small, from the NEIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, along with my co-host, Mike Washington and Charles Bishop, filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to KSOH 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper, multi-Hall of Famer, I should have. I should add, in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. Today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency, LLC. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting, educational, consulting, and data analytics. With that being said, let me go back to you, Brian, and see just again, how are you doing today? I, I'm doing well, Doc. You know, just uh, coming back from, you know, the, the doctor today so just a lot of things that i that, that i gotta get right you know uh gotta stop you know that that i don't know monthly semi-annual i don't know what what checkup it was but it, it left me scratching my head a little bit and i'm like okay so okay. yeah look, look, you know taking not not taking care of things i needed to take care of so let's just put it like that yeah, we're going to get you on that workout program, man. Get you up in the morning. I do it in the morning, regularly. Uh, Monday through Fridays, I put it in. I take off a little bit on Saturday, Sunday. Sometimes, depending on what it is, I might put something in, little weights up here and there. But in earnest, I do, you know, um, cardiovascular, Monday through Friday, maybe some swimming during the uh, summer months when it gets a lot of hotter to throw that in on Friday. I mix that in. And then I lift some weights Tuesdays, uh, odd days, upper body, um, lower bodies on the even days in terms of twice a week. And then Friday, we kind of take it down, like I said, either swimming or just um, cardio. In terms of the bike, uh, about an hour, hour and 15 minutes, we'll get something in, try to burn at least 400, 450 calories up to five, 600 calories. We'll get you into the program. Get you with it. I know as a teacher, there's a lot of demands there, but man, well, we need to keep you around. We want you to do your thing. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna push the envelope a little bit. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. No doubt, no doubt. With that, uh, we're gonna get into a little more dialogue discussion today. We're starting to ease our way out of the athletic season, so not as much updates in terms of what takes place. Uh like uh this past weekend we had the Alabama, I mean the SWAT Commissioner Cup. We can talk a little bit about that in the first news segment and see what else is on your mind, but I'll jump out there with that one. Um, Alabama State claims the 2022-2023 SWAC Commissioner's Cup. Alabama State, which is the combination of men's and women's sport, had 163 points. At the top three programs with them, well, let's do it in quadrants. Mm-hmm. Let's do it in quadrants of four. So three apiece since there's 12 members in the conference. So the bottom quadrant, bottom four uh, quadrant, which is the fourth quadrant, bottom three teams in descending order, starting with Mississippi Valley State, 35 points, Arkansas Pine Bluff, 81 points, and Alabama A&M at 91.5 points. The third quadrant, Number nine, Alcorn State at 94, so a little bit of distance, two and a half points from nine to 10. But it starts to jump up a little bit after that in that third quadrant to the 100, which is Bethune Cookman at 101.5. And 
And number seven, you have Florida A&M 104.5. So the Florida schools are both in that third quadrant. Getting into the second quadrant, the Grambling State, that championship from baseball helped that uh, measure a little bit there in terms of that quadrant. Grambling State is in the second quadrant at number six, just above the halfway line at 112.5 points. Texas Southern here in Houston is at the fifth position at 119.5 points. And number four is Southern, 122.5 um, in terms of that. And they finish out the second quadrant. The first quadrant at the top, number three, Prairie View A&M, 132.5. And number two is Jackson State, 157.5. So the difference between the first and second quadrant is 10 points. The difference between the top team between uh, Jackson State and Prairie View, 25 points almost there. And then the top six-point differential, Alabama State, as we said, wins the cup. What are your thoughts in terms of these numbers? Going to have some time on the summer. We'll have to come back and get some of the revenue distribution and budgets and see how this correlates with what people are spending in terms of how they finishing to see if people are getting the bang for their money or uh, one way or the other. What, what, what are your overall thoughts in terms of the SWAC Commissioner Cup? Well, first off, congratulations to Alabama State. I, I think that I read day one. So I, I'm again, I'm 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 getting my swack hours. So I'm trying to, you know, uh, understand how all of the points are counted. So you you know you receive points for your regular season finish. Um, are they considering tournament? Do the tournament championships count as well? Yes. Okay, so you're getting you get points, points there. on both sides of that. Yeah. Okay. So, and if I if I read correctly, uh, Alabama State won something upwards of eight or nine different uh, different titles. Um. So I and I think look at it. What's interesting is, and I'm just speaking from a perspective where Florida A&M only has 14 sports, and I think that may be that. Obviously, that is the minimum to be in division one. Mm, so correct. when you have Alabama state with, Ooh, I'm going to, you know, shot in the dark here. I, I think they're almost close to 18 sports that they offer. Yeah. Um, they pretty much know. do pretty close to the full amount. Yeah. So you know, Texas Southern is similar to FAMU. They don't offer all of them because they don't offer tennis. Men's and women's tennis. Yeah, so so I, I think looking at the difference in what each school uh, earns, like FAMU won five titles, uh, regular season and conference, among the fourteen sports, and so that that's that's good. We, from we, we gonna have to pull Drew in on this to, and give him assignment from the professor in terms of homework because I like the way you where you going with. We need to break this down in terms of the actual championships that you won. What is your budget? And what does that look like? So we'll, we'll get into that. Speaking of A.D. Drew, in terms of that, we just gave you assignment. So that's what happens when you come into class tardy and late, try to sneak in the back door. Come on up here to the front row. I saw you going towards the back. We don't do it like that. Dr. Mills class, you come to the front. You sit on up here. I reserve two seats at the front, especially for those folks to try to sneak in the door because if you come in too late, the door is locked. You can't even get in. 
but you just got in before I went to, to the door to lock it. So you slid in here. So come on, join us in the front. So your assignment over the next couple of weeks, we'll bring you back on when you do it. Or I'll come on, Brian and AD, show sports rap. And we want to break down in terms of the SWAT Commissioner Cup. We want to do it broken down in terms of the actual championships. But we know the points. So you get some points for regular season. Some sports only get it for the tournament. We'll get all that lined out. And breaking down, and you get points descending order 12 teams. You get the points, you all the way to one point. If you finish last, you get 12 points, finish at the top, right? So, we'll get into that. So, and then we're going to have a special position in terms of what most people would speak about are your uh, money sports, right? And so, essentially, we'll look at that probably men's and women's basketball, certainly football. We might even throw baseball in there just as. Uh, one of those sports that could be a money sports and is a money sports for some. So we'll look at that in terms of what that goes on. So we'll get into a little bit of that dialogue, if you would. And so we're going to need you to compile that. We'll do some breakdowns and see what your thoughts are. And I was asking Brian his kind of thoughts, but before we go into this, as, as we're at the top about to get in this break, I wanted to also break down who was at the top in terms of looking at it between the men's sports and the women's sports. Because the overall computes both uh, the algorithm of the aggregated data, I should say, in regards to the men's on the SWAC CD Henry Award for the men's side. And then on the women's side, uh, it's the SWAC Maggie Jacket Award. So I won't go through the whole iteration like I did for the overall award, but I'll go through the top half of the conference. And I broke it down into quadrants. Four, bottom three, third was the next three, uh, the second quadrant, as you know, mathematics is the next three and final three for the first quadrant. So I'll go half. So we'll have the two quadrants. Starting on the men's side, we have number six, Prairie View, 49.5. And number five, Bethune Cookman, who finished below in the third quadrant overall, but on the men, did pretty well. They finished in the second quadrant. And number four, Southern. And number three, Texas Southern. And number two, Alabama State. And number one, Jackson State. On the women, top six programs. Number six is Texas Southern. And number five is Southern. Number four is Grambling. Number three is Prairie View. And number two is Jackson. And number one is Alabama State. So yes, Southern has finished both halves, men's and women's top halves. Yes, Southern finished both halves at the top half. You have also Prairie View that finished both men's and women's at the top half. Jackson State finished both at the top half. And Alabama State that finished women first, men second, top half. So the only difference you had on the men's side, you had Bethune Cookman finishing the top half, not on the women's. And then you had, on the women's side, you had Grambling finishing the top half, but not on the men's side. So one apiece in terms of what that looks like uh, in terms of top of the conference. So a lot of so stuff there. Fair? Let's take our first break. We'll come back on the other side and get your thoughts and a lot of data metrics, a lot of things going on. It sounds like y'all want to get into us a little more. So we'll come back on the other side, take this quick break, and see what your thoughts are in terms of who has the best conference, who's running the best conference, and how do we measure that? Obviously, uh, in terms of overall SWAC Commission Cup, Alabama State will have that. But we may have some other metrics we can use also see who's getting the biggest bang for the buck come back on the other side and just get some general thoughts 
put that assignment aside and we'll get into some other things as we start talking about these spring meetings and what should go on at the spring meetings. As if I asked you to put on your ADVP of athletics hats or the president's chancellor's hat, what are you looking to talk about in spring meetings? We sneak that out a little bit too, see what, as we get on the other side. Stick with us, we'll be right back after this first break. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I have in me the ability to make you a better you. So if you work hard, focus Stay on point. You can't do anything. Trust me. We made this track. Let's tell everybody they can follow their dreams. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational. Powerhouse. Intelligent and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. Covers Voice, Covers Voice, Covers Voice dot com. Always on, all the time. When we invest in ourselves, our glow, our vision, our vibe, we all shine. Together, we are black beyond measure. Remember the revival? Relive the remix. Reunite for the Orange Blossom Classic. HBCU reunion experience. It's year three, baby, and we back with that fire. Calling all HBCU fans. Labor Day weekend. The I Love Jackson State University takes on the Venomous. Florida A&M University. Tickets are on sale now. Watch the game in premium style seating. Or watch it from a luxury suite. And of course, you know the halftime show. It's going to be epic right here in the 305. The sonic boom of the South. And the illustrious Marching 100. Who you rocking with? The 2023 Orange Blossom Classic. Don't miss the HBCU reunion experience. Labor Day weekend. Miami Gardens, Florida. Hard Rock Stadium. Trust me, we'll see you there. Oh, oh, oh. Check out OrangeBlossomClassic.com for tickets and info. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah. And who's about, about. So listen to Professor Yesa and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Professor Fourfoot, Professor Drew in the building. With that being said, Drew and Brian, I wanted to come back to you and stick with you a little bit. Just after all that data metrics as we passed on the assignment, I wanted you to follow with your following thoughts, just uh, kind of conclude. Uh, what were your thoughts with all that information that was given there? Uh, I... Um... Doc, I, I think what's what's interesting for me is Jackson State and Alabama State uh, being at the top on both the men and women's, one and two. Yep. Uh, so 
that to me, when we talk about the top programs in the SWAC, you know, um, Jackson State doing it, uh, technically doing it in uh, in football, uh, had a good year, I believe, in volleyball, uh, women's basketball, very good season. Um, and then Alabama State um, doing it had a had a had a top two or three volleyball team. Um, can't really basketball was was top. It, it was top four. It wasn't it wasn't exceptional. But but those are the, the generating sports. And of course baseball uh, doing its thing in baseball. But so in the generating the the top three sports. But really they those two programs I thought made their. Um, uh, they earned this award or their awards in the other sports, so to speak, in the in your Olympic sports, I guess, if you if you want to call it. And and that's what uh, that's that's interesting. You know, it's it's interesting. And it, and it just goes to show, you know, maybe these other your your power programs, your power sports, your gener- uh, what do you call them? The revenue generating sports are the mm-hmm. ones that are feeding the Olympic sports and allowing the Olympic sports to have success. I, just a, just a general thought observation there. It's a good point, And it's always intriguing how we measure these things. Uh, and so I like to put it on the table because really it comes down in terms of what variables are you going to use to measure, which is, and you all can relate to this because you all do a poll ranking system that has these variables and you all know, based on how you weight your variables uh, determines oftentimes where a team is ranked based on how they perform on those measurements. Now you, by definition, are the human component because you say these are important uh, and people may disagree about how important they are, but that changes your perception. Uh, But it's very good because it gives us way to least analytically be able to quantify why we say a program is doing well. So the, to your point, Brian, when you get into this fact that you're saying, hey, we should also break this down looking at revenue sports versus Olympic sports or non-revenue sports um, in those components, what does that look like? And then we have to be very careful because what is a revenue sport at one institution may not be a revenue sport at another institution. Hey, Drew, what are your thoughts in terms of all that I'm putting on the table, uh, especially since you're going to be tabulating all this? <laughs> all right, question. And I've always wondered this. Basketball is played in the Olympics, but we don't consider it an Olympic sport. But baseball and softball are not played in the Olympics, and we consider those Olympic sports. Is that kind of like you park in a driveway and you drive on a parkway. I mean, is that that's, kind of that that's same type exactly of what it is? Or it's oh. the proverbial: if the tree falls in the forest, you're not here to hear it, not there to hear it. Did it fall? Did it fall? Did it make yeah. a sound? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I, I've, I've always wondered that. But getting back to the actual point at hand, one thing that, and and I'm speaking for the two Florida institutions when it comes to this Commissioner's Cup thing is maybe there should be a weighted average or an average because Florida A&M and Bethune do not offer the same amount of sports as an Alabama State 
or Jackson State or Texas Southern or something like that. And I wonder if you averaged it out, okay, you got uh, – how many points did Alabama State got? Because I don't have the uh, the numbers in front of me. Which one? Alabama State. Alabama State overall it's total. finished with a, in the SWAC Commissioner Cup. They finished at 163 points. On the right. Henry, so, CD Henry Award men's side, they had 69 points. And then on the women's side, Mag, Maggie Jacket Award, they finished with 94 points. Right. So if you take either one of them, men or women, and actually divide them by the number of sports that an Alabama State has, you know, the question is, do they still win the Commissioner's Cup or are they like some athletes that we know just accumulate stats because they just play longer? And in this mm. case, they just play more because they play more, you know, they, they play more sports. Uh, you know, FAMU doesn't play women's soccer. Every, and, and Bethune doesn't play women's soccer. Everybody else in the SWAT plays women's soccer. So FAMU is already behind the gun. Then I, I like they that. Made the, I like that. I like that. And yeah. I think so. You just added to your assignment. I just want you to know. That. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you talked yourself right into that one, buddy. Yeah, I love it. I love it. But yeah, they, they, when you think about uh, when you think about tennis and uh, you know s- some of the other sports that they they don't offer, and unfortunately. But doing it, fam, you do not offer sports outside of the SWAC. You know, so, some institutions we have, they offer sports where they have to join another conference because yep. the SWAC doesn't sponsor those sports. And I know those are going to the Commissioner's Cup, but those do eat up uh, budget and revenue. So those are just all different factors that you must uh, that you must ascertain when you uh, put this stuff together. But it's interesting. Jackson State didn't win the doggone Commissioner's Cup. I thought Jackson State was the hottest team in the SWAC. No, I'm sorry. But they did Go win ahead, the Brian. CD Henry. They did win the CD Henry. So they, they were, were the hottest. The they were the hottest men's team, the hottest men's program. There you go. Uh, okay, so I have this question, and Doc, okay, so this Doc help explain this, and it kind of goes off of what Drew said, really about the averaging, right, based on the number of sports. Because am I not mistaken? Aren't there some? Are there some financial benefits to the Commissioner's Cup or uh, to be yes. placed? Uh, at least in some conferences, there's financial benefits in terms of who finishes higher. They get extra money for that. Um, I have to recently recall, based on the updates with the money flowing, did the president's chancellors actually? reinstitute that in terms of financial reward for finishing at the top of the cup. And so that's a great question. Then. So, yeah, if you, you know, so, so if you are being rewarded, wouldn't you want it to be equitable now, not if you have two new members, you know, that's something that maybe might be discussed somewhere, somewhere where a bunch of comp, uh, ADs and people are the, getting together. The, the spring meetings. And we'll talk oh, about I, in the next segment. Great. Uh, you know, I like that. just, just, uh, just a thought, you know, it might be something worth talking about, you know, obviously change is not, uh, change is not well received, but if you're one of those schools, for example, like, uh, a school that tied for seventh and won five SWAT championships, you know, 
you might want a little <laughs> higher piece of the, the pie because you might have more championships than some other schools who finished ahead of you in fourth or third or fifth place. I'm I'm just, you know, just kind of throwing numbers out there. So I did want to add to this um, from the point is because some people will argue that the other side. It's like if okay. I'm offering more sports, that means I have to divvy up my money more than if you have less sports. So there are some arguments to say that you should finish even better than I finish because I'm splitting my money up among more sports. Good point. But did so, I finish better if you average it out? Huh? Did I finish better if you do an average versus a to- uh, uh, Q? Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see what this data really speaks to. And it will give us another way to look at which um, athletic departments are really uh, providing um, the bang for their buck. Then you can add in, as we had the APR scores released, we can do some metrics to talk about your ability to do it on both sides, athletically and academically, which you're going to add more to it. So, again, it really depends on the variables that you use to really talk about. And this is the way I would like to do it since, you know, we talk about um, the professor side, doctors. And obviously, I'm not an MD in regards to even though I slept at a Holiday Inn this past weekend (laughs) in terms of trips. And it wasn't a Holiday Inn. They don't pay us. So I'll scratch that. It was other (laughs) hotels with that being said. But even with all that. Um, we can really talk about the health of a program, right? How healthy is your athletic program in regards to where it's operating in terms of APR, graduation rates, your GSR, and where are you finishing in your commissioner cup and how you're looking in comparison to your women's sports versus your men's sports. How close are they in terms of the differential uh, will also give you another magnitude. Are you just as healthy total sports in terms of how healthy you are with your men's sports versus how healthy you are with your women's sports? How healthy are you with your money sports, if you would, generating sports versus revenue ge- generating sports versus how you are with your Olympic sports uh, using that terminology. So great discussion. Come back on the other side as we put out a little tease, I want to talk about the SIEC and CIAA first in terms of their spring meetings. Many people have heard the buzz over the last couple of days with the ACC to talk and what they did with their media day. Obviously, everything's out there with the Pac-12, Big 12, but the big thing this week was the SEC, the big monster, having their media day this week. And the talk was whether they're going to go with an eight, a nine-game conference schedule. For those that haven't heard now, in 2024, even though they're having expansion with um, Texas and OU, UT and OU, uh, that they'll go to 16 members. They're going to stay with the eight-game format for football. They've done different things for other sports. I won't give them more time than that. But I want to talk about the HBCU conferences and what our thoughts are in terms of spring meetings and what do you think will be discussed at those meetings and if it's not what do you want them discussed so let's take our second time out we'll come back on the other side and get in a little bit of spring media days for the SIEC and CIAA 
and see what our thoughts in terms of what that looks like. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this quick break. Time to call a credit repair company to fix my credit. Hold the phone, man. You can do it yourself with Credit Versio. That's way too hard. Call the credit repair company. Most credit repair companies only work on one or two accounts at a time, making it slow and expensive. You won't figure that out for months. <laughs> Ignore him. Credit Versio's brilliant software scans all three credit bureaus, finds the accounts that are hurting your score, and guides you through the entire process. Anyone can do it. Let's fast forward and see the results. Wow, I fixed my own credit and saved hundreds. You can do this. Visit creditversio.com. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden & Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna lose, yeah. And who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor Yesler yes, and pay attention, boy. Cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Brian and AD. Uh, sports rap. You can catch them every Sunday uh, as they get it done Sunday. Evenings, that's 5 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Standard General Time. They get it going on. And uh, make sure you check them out. You can also catch Brian as part of the ONG Strike Zone on Wednesday as they get going and break down what's going on at Florida A&M, better known as FAMU for a lot of those out there. With that being said, kind of set up a tease. Uh, as he said, AD representing for the baseball team to get it done as they'll be playing in the NCAA Division One baseball tournament this week. I'll be pulling for the Rattlers and put on my Rattler hat as well. See it up there with the SWAC as they join the conference. I got that inaugural hat up there, uh, putting in a little money in the coffers there to support family down there. Obviously, with that being said, 
I teased out a little bit saying that we're going to get into CIAASIC. And I know AD Jew specializes at the Division II side and has a, a lot of work that he's done, things that you hear out there on the SIAC, but want to sneak in, give some love to CIAA. Um, and so I'm going to start with you, AD Drew, and I'll come back to you, Brian, to get your thoughts a little bit in regards to um, spring meetings. What do you believe will be some of the discussion there at those meetings? We'll come back in the last segment and take a deeper dive into SWAC and MEAC and see what's taking place in those things. So, AD, if you come off mute there, go ahead and let me know your thoughts in regards to uh, what will be the discussion? Let's start with the SIC. What are some of the hot topics that you believe uh, will be discussed? You can start from uh, SWA, Senior Women Administrator, for those that do not know that, or the AD role, since a lot of ways are similar. What are some of the issues that you see from the AD's perspective of what they would want to put on the table during the spring meetings for the SIC? I know there's going to have to be a discussion on Talladega. You know, Talladega is going to Division Two, and the natural landing place would be the SIAC for the tornadoes. So, uh, with with that being said, what where is Talladega in the process? We know they're just beginning. What kind of assistance will the SIAC offer? Will they offer them opportunities when you have a hole on your, say, your basketball schedule or your volleyball schedule for Talladega to get some Division II games? You know, how, how are they going to take it? As we know, Talladega will be competing in volleyball, men's volleyball, in the SIAC. So is that them just dipping their toe in the water, or is this something that's going to be, you know, the, that fruitful conversation that we're that they're gonna have. With that being said, another thing is the championship games in the SIAC. Commissioner Holloman wants to create for basketball. He wants to create a CIAA type atmosphere for the championship game. Football, they want to take to a neutral site and take it off campus. So where are where are they at on that? Would there be proposals out there that the uh, SWAs and the athletic directors and presidents vote on as far as the various cities uh, submitted their RFPs or what, you know, so where are we at on that? I think those are going to be the two hottest topics on the plate for the SIC, Talladega and the various championship games, softball, baseball, basketball, and football, and the the locations of those. Man, you know, I, I get excited about expansion talk, so you already get there. So let's go to you, Brian. I'm going to ask you from this perspective, from a fan's perspective on the outside, what do you want to see, whether it's a fan directly at SAC, SIAC, I should say, or fan this general in terms of HBCUs. What do you want to see discussed uh, at the SIEC meetings? I, I'm, I'm so thankful you asked me as a fan because I spend a lot of time on Twitter with fans slash fanatics. Uh, so <laughs> I, I feel like I have this answer. I know this answer. Like I'm in class like, ooh, 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 me, I know the answer. <laughs> um, how about let's go with for – 
you know, $500. Let's go television streaming rights. How about that? Let's, you know, what what can the, the SIAC, one of the uh, oldest conferences, and one of the uh, – has a unique opportunity. Largest to, conferences. Right, division. right. Ha, has a unique opportunity being in Division Two. Uh, being an H, being HBCUs uh, with multi generations of alums to take advantage of where we are now in the streaming rights, uh, television rights. Um, you know, you don't see too many Division Two football games being broadcast on ESPN. But what do you get? Week one, you get Tuskegee and Fort Valley State uh, being broadcast. The Red Tails Classic on ESPNU. How do you take advantage of that? You know, um, you have a good product. You have you have good programs. People want to see that, you know, and I think um, there's opportunities there. Uh, and I think fans want to be informed. I think we have we're at a stage now, Doc and, and AD, where there should be no excuses for fans not knowing or not knowing where to find information about a game, a a uh, where is the game going to be broadcast? I'm going to even go so far as the game just being broadcast, whether it be in audio or visual format. That's what fans want. I think that's what fans want, um, you know, and so th- that would be number one. And I'd, and I'd sneak in there at number two, this alignment. You know, now you've gotten rid of the East and West, if I'm not mistaken, correct, Drew? For so, football. For football alone. Yeah, you know, so well, football and baseball, no, no divisions. I'm sorry. You know, why not get rid of it all? Why not get rid of it all? Why are we even sticking to? But you know what I'm saying? Why are we sticking with why? 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 What's the purpose of East and West in one sport? Travel. And, well, but you yeah, don't have. He, he, okay, he's that, speaking from the East perspective. So he, yeah, you. I, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm. I'm staying in my lane as a fan. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You know, just you know, we we want to see games played. Let the teams play. Guess what? Uh, if you don't play everybody this year, rotate the schedule so that next year or two years that you do get a chance to play them. There's a way to do it. You know, we just we just want to give us something that makes sense. Don't give me eight in one division and four in another. That's all we ask, or five, or whatever you've been doing. Can I add one more thing for the SAC, Doc? Yeah, quickly. Quickly. How how if the SIAC is based in Atlanta. How the heck do you let the SWAT come and take over your territory with with the baseball tournament, with with the celebration bowl? The, the yeah, SIAC is based in at Atlanta. You let the SWAT take it take it over, and the BAC get get the residuals off of it because the BAC plays the SWAT in their in in various games, and you have. Two institutions based five, one, two, three, four, five. You have five institutions based in the state of Georgia. <laughs> the SWAC has zero institutions based in the state of Georgia. Yeah, you um, have you have, wait, but wait, but I, I, I would take a little further. The doctor, like you have eight right institutions. Now. Is, he, well, is he coming as a fan? Is he a, little, eight little, eight uh, institutions within a three-hour radius of Atlanta, Doctor Camille. Good stuff. Good stuff. I want to give a little love to CIAA. So um, you talked about obviously SIC 
wanting to raise the profile of the SIC basketball tournament, but the basketball tournament of CIAA recently moved to Baltimore. They extended it. Everything in terms of lease the presidents and from the perspective of the ADs, VPs of athletics, all is going well. Uh, I'm going to stick with you, Brian, a little bit. Or is there anything different uh, of what you added as a fan perspective that you wanted to see for the SIC that you would also want to uh, talk about that must be discussed or should be discussed or you would like to be discussed from a fan's perspective at the CIAA? Um, well, I, I know this. See, that's the one thing I think the CIAA is doing well. They're a couple of steps ahead of the SIC as it, as it pertains to that broadcasting aspect with the CIAA mm-hmm. Sports Network. Um, they've create they they've created a means for people to see um, their teams and their sports. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have you know. I'm I'm trying to think as a fan. I, I'm I'm reaching to try to find something. I, I think what the CIAA is doing is pretty is pretty doggone good from from a visual standpoint. When you look at the things they're doing on social media and, and all of their social media. Um, and then when I look at their presentations, they're not functioning like what you put it like this. They are functioning like a division one conference. Let me say it like that. Mm. I know I don't want to demean division two conference, but I'm they are they are functioning and operating like division one conferences do. That's great to see. As a fan, if I'm gonna see if I'm a CIAA fan, I'm excited about what uh we see uh from our conference. Going back to you, Drew, great, great. Great analysis there and perspective. And I appreciate you holding true that you like what's going on in statement. Because oftentimes we get out of here and say what we don't like, but sometimes we don't say enough of what we do like. So that's good. Eddie Drew, in terms of your perspective, going back to you, in terms of commissioner or ADS, Senior Women Administration, VP of Athletics, in terms of that leadership role, if you would, with the CIAA, you talked about the fact that in the SIC, let's talk about Talladega. When the CIAA recently they, we saw Bluefield. the commissioner just take a trip up there to Bluefield, that was admitted last year in regards to them coming in the conference. So is that part of the role that you're talking about? And maybe how are you going to uh, put bring them back into the conference in a, such a way that they reestablish their culture, a program that was once in the conference? So is that one of the ways you're going, or is it somewhere else that you're looking at CIAA? from an administrative position. Well, yeah, I was going to start with Bluefield. Where do you place Bluefield? Since the CIAA is a divisional conference, and, you know, do you place Bluefield in the north or the south? Depending on where you place them at, does another institution have to move divisions? So, you know, you know, you lost Shawan, which is in North Carolina, but you're replacing them essentially with a team that's in West Virginia, in Southern West Virginia. So geographically, where do you place Bluefield State? And if I'm an administrator at one of those other 12 institutions, how does that, uh, how does that affect my travel? Speaking of 12 other institutions, for basketball, now, well, a perfect 12 for football. But for basketball, now you have 13 teams. So how mm. does that affect the schedule? Are you going to wind up being 
the SIAC, where you have teams in one division playing uh, fewer games than teams in the other division, or playing a, a crossover game where it counts for one team, it doesn't count for another team. You know, those are some of the things that you uh, that you guys would need to discuss. Uh, on the positive side, well, that's not a negative. That's just a that's just yeah, an uh, item business. that needs to be discussed. Yeah, that's, that's just right. business. But on a positive note, how do you build upon the success that the conference had in football with two with two institutions getting in in football and two getting in in basketball this year? How do you build upon that success? success and sustain it for multiple years you know it you know is that the outlier what we got to or can can we be that conference that's always getting to and the outlier is when we get the third team in so th- those are the type of things that we need that you would need to look at in the uh in the CIAA I like it good stuff from both perspectives let's take our last break we'll come back on the other side and we'll get a chance to talk about the MEAC SWAC you talked about Division One. Let's get in to see where you want to see the development uh, for both. We'll look at it from a fan's perspective, and we'll look at it from an AD, senior women administrator, even a commissioner perspective. What are you trying to get on the table? So stick with us. We'll come back after this break. On the other side, we might even sneak in to see what your thoughts on Tennessee State of the Independent, uh, North Carolina A&T, Hampton. What are they trying to do? But we'll mainly look at the MEAC and SWAC. Stick with us. We'll be right back on the other side. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge 
featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left. And who's about? So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gonna teach a lesson. This is Dr. Mills inside HBC Sports Lab with Professor Drew and Professor Fourfoot. Let's get into it. Uh, I'm gonna change it up. I'm gonna go with the fans first and start with the media. Professor Fourfoot, as a fan, are you still all sucked in by expansion? Is that all that you want them to talk about? I do, they have a lot of good things going on. They've won the last two celebration bowl, even with the reconfiguration of the conference. So in some ways, things are going well in, in terms of what that looks like in football. Had a great season in basketball, crowned the new champion. Uh, they got things done. So a lot of ways it seems healthy in terms of what takes place. You know, what are you wanting to see from a fan's perspective discussed in the MEAC? for the spring meeting? Well, for, for, for the fans, I, I think as a fan, we, we are worried about the future. The, the fans have to be concerned about the future. I think we're worried that, yes, we, we own the swag. You know, we own the swag at the beginning <laughs> of the year. We own the swag at the beginning and at the end of the year, you know, and, and whatever you guys do in the middle, you do it, whatever. And when you see us, you know, you 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 quiver in fear when you see us. That you know, I'm I'm speaking here as a Miak fan, right? I'm trying to be a Miak fan. I you know, I'm. I see. I, see I, I, I listen. I listen to enough HBCU nightly, so I know the Miak fans over there. You know, I've I've kind of picked up on their vibe. But um, look, I, I think I think I think can the Mighty Six or the Power Six or whatever they call uh, themselves, um, the Elite Eight, man. Oh, I'm sorry. The Elite Eight. Uh, Elite Eight. Thank you. <laughs> that was the mighty mouse. <laughs> the Elite Eight. Uh, um, the, ooh, it's it's tough, Doc, because we have such a good thing going. Um, so you 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 want to send somebody over there to the CIAA meeting and start pulling some folks back with them? I, how can we make it financially? Uh, how can we make it financially mm, affordable? To, to pool, you know, and maybe that's a discussion that someone should be having, you know, and saying uh, we may have to support somebody coming over if we are to expand. I mean, I just don't know where you're going to pull somebody from. I mean, you know, it's not like, you know, I think you do better to merge with somebody, take your eight, take your six and create something. But then again, when you do that, you've got to. Go back and look at, I think I saw an article somebody posted about why the MEAC created their conference uh, or pulled themselves away from the SIC. And so if you CIAA, look at that, yes. yeah, yeah, from uh, from the CIAA, thank you, yeah, from the CIAA. And if you think about why they did that, then it wasn't always about, they weren't, they weren't necessarily worried about losing rivalries with other HBCUs. They were always, I thought, in the thinking in the interest of growth within this college athletics uh, marketplace. 
And funny it is funny, funny how it is 50 years later, you're back to that same thing again where you may have to merge and say, hey, look, we have these relationships with these television entities that you guys don't. Let's come together and create something new, something powerful that all fan bases are going to be interested in, you know? I, I like know. it. I like the, I like this juxtaposition. Because, Drew, I'm coming with you with this. I'm the commissioner. I've distributed more money to each of the institutions, ADs and presidents and chancellors, than they had previously in the last couple of years. So they've gotten bigger distributions. Um, academically, these schools have met the APR um, numbers at a higher level. So now the NCAA distributes more money from the academic side. So I'm giving you more money there. So financially, we're as healthy as we've ever been in regards to this. Um, competitively, we're doing what we need to do in terms of our rival conference, getting it done on the playing service, basketball to some degree, but specifically football, where everybody's eyes are on the game. At the end of the year, we've commanded that stage. But with that said, as an AD, senior women administrator, what is our uh, president chancellor? What's on your mind for the MEAC SWAC spring meetings? When I think about the MEAC, we are, and, and I'm speaking as a, as a MEAC person right now, despite our success in football over our brethren in the SWAC, we are still considered a basketball conference. Why is that? What can we do to take advantage of what we're not considered just a basketball conference? We are considered a conference. So how, how do we how do we expand upon that? Uh, we have more of the top media markets mm. where our institutions are at the other conference. What can we do to take advantage of the fact that we have D.C., we have Virginia, we have Charlotte? You know, what can we do to take advantage that we have those? We have Baltimore. We, what can we do to take advantage that we have institutions in those major media markets? You know, obviously, the we have to see where everybody's heads are, you know. Is there somebody who's having quiet discussions behind mm -hmm. our backs that may be talking about going to an, another conference? You know, we, we, we need to have that real discussion right. because if the MIAC is one team away from folding, probably, or for being, for being dispersed, because you get, you, get, you get less than eight, next thing you know, you're going to be at five. Because as soon as one leaves, there's gonna probably gonna be two other ones right out the door behind them. So what can we do to solidify that? The mm. fact that we have that we're still getting the same pot from the MEX Swag Challenge and the Celebration Bowl, but now we're getting a larger cut per institution because we've trimmed off the fact that there's not as many institutions. That should be a positive. That should be enough for everybody to want to stay put. Because there's probably no other conference out there where you're going to get that type of revenue split. 
So let's have these let's have, let's have these honest discussions and let's make sure that we continue to all be on the same page. Last thing, what can we do to get our baseball back? Yeah, I like it. Good one. Brian, I see you want to jump in there before we get into as, as a question. fan. As a fan, here's a thought, right? Thinking about football. Now, when you have a 16 conference, what that means is over half of your schedule is playing non-conference opponents. Here's a revolutionary idea. Why not take three games and play an opponent twice? Get yourselves back to eight conference games or maybe even go to seven, but somehow make it so the majority of your games are conference games. And yes, you're going to have yeah revenue that you're going to keep uh, within your own conference, and just alternate. You know who you who whoever you would play twice. You know, rotate it around. So hey, this year North Carolina Central and 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 uh, and and Norfolk State are playing twice. Next year it's once. You know, find a way to rotate it around uh, with either. But but I'm I just I just think unless you're you're playing those those uh, out-of-conference games and it's really generating money for you, then are you – you're at a dis- – I don't think you're you're really creating a strong football conference, if that's a concern. Great. Let's get out, the, re- let's get out the revenue game. Outside the, of the box, I do like the guarantee game. At the least, we're bringing it to the table and talking about it. So, great discussion there. Let's jump in to the SWAC. Um, obviously, in terms of social media platforms, what has taken place over the last couple of years with expansion, uh, Deion Sanders coming to the conference, some other big name coaches as well. Uh, he's left, uh, but you still have a lot of energy, a lot of things going on with the SWAC. Uh, I'm going to stick with you, Brian, in terms of a fan perspective. What, what do you want? What, what are you seeing? What are you asking questions? What, what do you want to do? And where, since you have, some significant there. Who do you want to ask this? Do you want this really going down with the ADs pushing, VPs of athletics pushing on this? Or do you want to see the commissioner come in and maybe um, talk about some ideas and flush it out to go back and see if they can get the vote and support from the presidents uh, to support any new ideas uh, that you're putting on the table? Well, we as fans, and we're gonna jump on Twitter, and we're gonna we're gonna get in that echo chamber, and we're gonna tweet to the to the cows come home. We want to know what's going on with our HBCU Go TV contract. We want to know what happened to all those games that they said they were gonna broadcast. We want to know where's the money. We want to, you know, that's what the fans want to know. That we and we're gonna scream and be loud about it too. Uh, so I will say this: I did hear over the baseball tournament that. Uh, the swag is happy about HBCU Go because they paid their bills, so they have written the check. See, and, and that's the that's the disconnect for us fans. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't. No, we don't but get I like that. that you brought it up and asked the question because someone has a, the ability to navigate the space and maybe can do it to get some of that information. I wouldn't have thought about putting it out there because I heard it and from a good source that I feel comfortable putting out there in regards to that. Uh, but sometimes with everything going on, I don't necessarily just uh, put it out there. So until you ask that question, uh, it doesn't get out there. So this is a platform for to do that. So I think your question 
in itself is still valid. So I didn't want to say that it shouldn't be an ad. And we are a premier conference. Um, you know, our commissioner has already said we're a super conference. And and we have a great fan base. We've been around for over 100 years. Um, outside of the power five, is it really five? I don't know, six maybe, whatever. Um, honestly, who has more who has more cachet after the power six It's our conference. Do we, are we taking advantage of that in, in all aspects? You know, I mean, there's so many stories to tell. We want to know about our student athletes participating in our various sports. We want, we want to, we want to watch championships and have great, uh, great commentators, but also intellectual uh, coaches and people who have played and coached the game who can tell us about the intricacies of the sport, uh, such as what we saw from Coach Kadar. You know, we had – that's the kind of replica rep, – we, we need that in all of our sports, you know, because we, we are we are the SWAC, and, and we are a super conference, and we, and we need – we need, we need, we need to, 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 we want to see that more. We want to embrace that. And, and so that's, uh, that we're going to be on, on, on big time television and that that's all huge. How many other quote unquote mid majors are, are in that same position as us? Good stuff coming from the fans. Uh, significant questions on the table that you want to answer, need answered. So Eddie drew, uh, coming from that administrative perspective again, obviously you hear what's coming from the fans. Uh, some things you want to give them, get out there. Uh, and some of those things you're going to probably want to discuss yourself. You have interest. But in terms of that administrative leadership position, I'm sure there's also some other things that you need to come to the table uh, that will be shared by the commissioner probably revenues in every indication are going to be up uh, from that perspective, the which means the distribution is going to be higher. So a lot of people are going to be happy about that, that they're getting more bang for their buck, including presidents and chancellors. Uh, but with that said, what would you want to put on the table as an AD that needs to be discussed at these meetings if you had that opportunity or if you're maybe even hearing that from your relationships uh, with VPs and athletics or even presidents and chancellors, what does that look like from your perspective? First thing, football. Let's make sure we don't have a post-prime hangover. We, we all know the attention and scrutiny that the conference got because of Coach Prime. You can't, you can't deny that. Let's make sure that we show everybody that this conference was great before prime and this conference will be great after prime. Let's, let's not drop the ball and have a post prime hangover. That's, that, that, that's number one. Number two, how do we create these more classics or other revenue things so that we can get out of these guarantee games, not only in football, but in basketball also, we have got to get, especially basketball, we have got to get out of these guaranteed games because it makes no sense for our athletes to be on the road the first 10, 12 games of the basketball season. 
And speaking of APR, I wonder if we go back and look at the basketball teams that had that did not make APR. I wonder how many of them had a schedule where they played nine of the first ten or ten of the first twelve on the road. Mm-hmm. I I wonder how many of those teams had low APR scores. I'm just curious about that. You know, I wonder if there's if there's a correlation. So. Uh, the, the, that's another thing that we've got to make so sure I, that I like we when talk uh, take about care of. A lot of things you're talking about it still goes back to getting that data and metrics. You want yeah. the data to be coming in, uh, whether you bring it to the table as the AD, your perspective, or asking the commissioner to bring these data or his assistance associates to bring data metrics in. So some of the questions and decisions you want to make, uh, you have the information to go in whatever direction. Please continue. Yeah, so like I said, those are those are the top two things. No post prime hangover. Let's create other revenue opportunities, uh, game wise or other otherwise, so that we don't have to have all of these guaranteed games. You know, let's find a way. You know, I'm kind of like I like Dr. Paul Bryant up there at Alabama A&M. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said it. Everything's for sale. You want to put your name on it? You want to write a check? We sell it to you. You put your name on it. You know there need to, there need to be more commissioner, not commissioner, athletic directors, with that type of mentality. But the only re- reason that he can have that type of mentality is that he has a president and board who supports that type of mentality. So it's just not the athletic director. Everybody at that institution has to be on on the same page. So we we, we need more we need more things like that. You know, and and not not to pick on Valley. We don't need you know, uh, we don't need a valid situation where they're scrounging for revenue, playing all the guaranteed games, uh, you know, not funding all of their scholarships for all of their various sports and everything. We don't, we need to make, we need to help. The top can only do so much, but we've got to bring the bottom up also because mm. the top is still going to be there. We've got to bring the bottom up so that there is no mediocrity everybody is at average to above average in, in, in all these sports and competitive. Yeah, somebody's going to have to be that two-win team, but you could be a competitive two-win team or you could be a garbage two-win team. We need competitive two-win teams in, in the conference. The numbers say somebody has to be that bottom, that bottom feeder, Dr. Carrillo. Good stuff. Good stuff from both of y'all. Thank you for coming on as guest lecturers today uh, in the lab. Job well done, playing the roles of different perspectives, getting the information out. Hopefully the uh, viewers enjoyed it, giving the different perspectives of what they wanted out there and questions they had. Shout out to Donald Kofi, Edwin D. Moore, uh, Robert Jessup. Um, who else we have in here? Brandon King providing updates. HBCU Heritage Center checking us out. Appreciate the love in terms of what Sarah Beverly uh, giving us love as well. Theron Waters, Ricky Burton uh, in the building, in the house, showing up. Chuck Hunt is always in the house giving it. So I want to say thank you to all the lab what? listeners out there getting it done. I know you wanted to do a special shout out in terms of a program for people to keep their eyes on. What is that, Drew? Uh, this weekend in Lawrenceville, Georgia, uh, mm-hmm. Minority Baseball Prospects HBCU All-Star Game. Uh, is be a cool ray field that is the home of the triple a braves affiliate the gwinnett stripers 
The third annual HBCU All-Star Game will feature the top 50 HBCU talent from D1, D2, NAIA, and Junior College. This event will include an exciting homecoming tailgate, vendors, food trucks, entertainment, and a pregame home run derby. Events will kick off tomorrow, Dr. Cavill, with the, uh, let's see, there's a, there's a pro combine beginning at 12 o'clock. Home run derby is at 6 o'clock. And the all-star softball game is tomorrow night at 7.15. Then on Saturday, there's a free HBCU youth clinic beginning at 12. Uh, you know we love the tailgate, Dr. Cavill, so go ahead yes. and bring, break out the grills and the campus. Uh, that'll <laughs> go on from 1 to 5.30. Uh, the fastest prospect in home run derby is at six o'clock. I'm sorry, that was a softball home run derby on Friday. The baseball home run derby is on Saturday, and then the all star game kicks off at 7 15 on Saturday. And you can go to minoritybaseball.com to find out more information about that, or if you're in the Atlanta area, to go ahead and purchase your tickets for the, that event. Thank you. I, w- I was going, but I had I had a slight change of plans uh, after Sunday, Doctor Cavill. Understand, understand where you have to head this week to support those rattlers. Uh, we are all rattler fans this week in terms of them getting it done in the NCA. Thank you for listening inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Doctor Kenyatta Cavill, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Obviously, with our guest today, the professors, uh, A.D. Drew, Brian Fulford, giving us Sports Rap Takeover. Yeah, taking up. It did a great job. Again, we want to thank you for listening. Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday right here at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time. Uh, we look forward to next week as we discuss the latest in the news. Make sure, again, you check out Carlos Brown on Saturday uh, with the Carlos Brown Show. And then in the week or start the week however you like to look at it on sunday with brian and ad of the sports wrap they'll give you all the latest and updated news as they get into some great details with the length of the show follow me dr kenyatta cabill d-r-k-e-n-y-a-t-t-a-c-a-b-i-l on twitter facebook and instagram d-r-k-e-n-y-a-t-t-a-c-a-b-i-l inside the hbc sports lab one on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube on Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Brian? Course. AD? Lecture. Dismiss. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based market.